another episode of 808s and Narnia uh, podcast that is here just to be able to create a voice for people um, who may be of the same faith that we are, who may be struggling with some things that we may be struggling with, uh, going through some same things that we may be going through, you know, just um, may have the same thoughts as us and just trying to find an outlet, you know, to kind of process it, whether it be uh, Christian faith, whether it be hip hop, whether it be society, whether it be um, the political structure and lack thereof, depends on how you view it, you know, all of that. Um, we just like to create that outlet just to, you know, have this discussion, man, to have this talk. You know, I'm your your host, Ber- your host uh, Berto. I'm here, and I got, of course, my co-host back with me. Speak your name one hey, time. Hey, it's Mark G, man. What's up? How y'all doing? So hopefully y'all are doing well. Um, are you doing Mark well, said man? We gonna talk about it, so we gonna talk about it. I ain't really doing. Are you doing I, well? I haven't hollered at you. My about life that. is my life is okay. <laughs> when it comes to basketball, the life is trash right now. Come on, man. Tell us about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I. It was very 2011 deja vu mm. all again. Come me. on, man. When uh, we got our butts handed to us by the Mavs, when Dirk mm-hmm. and them went on ahead to win that championship, yeah, that's yeah. what it looked like. So, And just the naive <laughs> faith that I had, like, especially when we went up 2-1. I mean, basically, I'm talking about the Lakers. I'm a big Lakers fan for people who know me. And I'm like, man, because we got LeBron, you know, and mm-hmm. we go up 2-1, then AD gets hurt. In game four, because I thought for yes. sure we was about to go up three one, and AD gets hurt, and I'm like, okay, but maybe he's okay. Man, but the yeah. groin is a bit tricky. The <laughs> groin is a bit tricky, and then I was like, okay, well, game five, LeBron just got to turn up a notch. He's talking about, you know, he got these big shoulders, he can carry the load. And when I tell you, we got waxed <laughs> by thirty. I was working. The devil is a liar. <laughs> I was working days, dog. So that means I got to get up early. I do shift work. And I'm working days that week. So I'm having to get up, you know, three something, four something in the morning. Mm. When I tell you, mm. I said, there's no way I'm staying up for this. I'm turning it off. I turned it off before halftime. Come on, I said, man, man forget this. Come nah. on, bro. So sure enough, woke up and it was that bad of a game. But then next thing you know, Thursday night comes and I'm thinking... It's a chance. It's a <laughs> it's chance. chance. LeBron gonna have to go all out because you know this is. I thought he was though, man. Like he gonna have to go all out. I thought he was, man. And when I tell you, it just wasn't enough. They just, just getting started too late and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Phoenix come out and they, you, they well, might let you punch a little bit, but then once they start getting on mm-hmm. the break and kicking out and swing, 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 open shooter. Yeah, boy, some, some hoopers, yeah. man. Crucial. And I put up a clip. Um, Something I said on uh podcast, me and my homies um have and I was, it was way back in February and I asked mm-hmm. I asked them, I said, Who's my favorite player? I said if you had to guess who was my favorite player, mm-hmm. you know, uh who would it be? One person said K D, another mm-hmm. person said Anthony Davis, and I said, Nah, neither. I said Devin uh, Booker. I said on, why? Because yeah. he's the closest thing to Kobe. Oh, and I explained man, to them why wild, bro. I, I explained to them why he's the closest thing to Kobe. Mm-hmm. And my cousin called me out. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he he's on the podcast with us over there. He called yeah. me out. He was like, "Nah, you reaching on that." And then I brought that clip right back up after he knocked us out. And I tagged him in and I said, 
do you believe me now? And he's like, you're right. Say, yeah, you was right. You're huh? right. Because that dude, that he dude plays does, just like Kobe. Like, mm-hmm. he's a Kobe. People don't get, don't get <laughs> bent out of shape over this word. But he's a Kobe disciple. Yes, for sure. He is. For sure. He is a Kobe disciple. Mm-hmm. He's one of those ones, him, Jason Tatum, a few others, even Kyrie. They study they Kobe. They study Kobe, man, for real. Just like Kobe studied MJ and MJ, some of the other yeah. greats. That's what I'm thinking. And some yeah. other people studied MJ. Like, they studied mm. Kobe. That was mm. their guy. Just like there's going to be a generation who studied LeBron. Yeah. There's going to be a generation. Yeah. Like, that's just how it goes. That's just how it goes, man. That's for just real, though, bro. So, but yeah. Nah, it's just, I couldn't do nothing about it. And I was like, it, it's, it's bittersweet for him because... I like Chris Paul as a person. I just hate him on the court. On the court, yeah. But he's that guy you want mm. on the team. But it's for like, sure, man, man. This, at this point, you kind of want him to succeed and do well. But I'm happy for Booker because it's like, this is my favorite player, so I want yeah. to do well. I hate it had to come at the expense of my team. On your team, yeah. Man, you know, dude. I hope they do all right, though, man. I hope yeah. they I hope them boys. I mean, they're looking right right now against the Nuggets. They up 2-0. Yeah. On the flip side, I was – and I don't really care for Dallas teams. Like – Granted, I'm from Texas. I grew up mm-hmm. until about sixth grade. I grew up liking the Cowboys. Then that's when I switched. Come to Tampa on, man! Bay. I'm glad you did, bro. Yeah. Once, once, <laughs> once Tampa Bay drafted Warwick Dunn, because I was we couldn't be State friends, guy. man. You're the Dallas Cowboy fan, bro. It can't be that for bad. real. It's it bad. It can't be that. Oh, it's serious. I feel like it can't be that bad because to me, living down here, Saints fans are just as bad as Cowboy oh, fans, we, we and I would bad, argue, I would argue that they're worse. I would argue that Saints fans uh, are the worst. Here's the, here's the deal. Let me explain why. Cowboy fans are extremely arrogant, right? Mm-hmm. Extremely prideful, extremely yeah. arrogant. But they have five championships to back it up. Y'all got one <laughs> and did not know how Ooh, to act. Wee. Here's the deal, too. Oh, here's man. the deal, too. Before y'all even got that other one, before y'all even got the first, I would uh-huh. say, all it took was signing Drew Brees and drafting Reggie Bush, and I saw Saints jerseys out of Everyone. the room. I'm like, yo, when I got the Magnese. You never heard of who that nation, huh? <laughs> never <laughs> heard of it. What's a, what's a who that? I never hey. heard of it man. until that happened. Yeah, for real. Only true I'm saying, Saints fans know. <laughs> bro, I'm saying Aaron Brooks, he wasn't bad. Oh, my gosh, man. Aaron Brooks. Was he great? Mm, yeah. That could be argued, but he wasn't bad. But it's like, yo, he wasn't on Michael Vick for sure, bro. Nah, I mean, they cousins, right? Yeah, yeah. Supposedly they was cousins. Yeah, yeah supposedly bro. they was cousins. Yeah, but Brooks, he had his moments, and I'm like, yo, like, especially my freshman year, Magnus, I couldn't find the same mm-hmm. thing. Like, it was, it was quiet. That was when Brooks was kind of having his downtime, yeah. all that stuff like that. But then Sean Payton comes, brings Drew Brees. They draft mm-hmm. Reggie Bush. All of a sudden, I'm seeing Drew Brees and Reggie Bush Everywhere, jerseys yeah, everywhere, yeah. and I'm like. Oh, no, nah, I can't stand y'all. That's like, what all of a sudden. Then that, that can't stand grew into hate. And oh, I was like, oh, man. Like, the 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 joy Ooh, that was on my face watching y'all in that NFC Championship game where Reggie Bush scored that touchdown, was pointing back to Brian Nurglacker. I, I remember and that, man. Then oh, my God. Commenced to get a shellacking. We got a shellacking. <laughs> and the onslaught came after that. I said, why did he do that? When he did that. Why did he and do that? The onslaught that came mm-hmm. after that, I was like, yes. Thank you. Should have known we weren't gonna be Chicago in Chicago yeah. in the snow. Sure, it was snowing. I know it was really cold that game, man. Yeah, I and I get it. You know, Bush he, he hyped it. You know, right there in the championship game, like that. You know, first year, but don't do yeah. that. 
Don't do, don't that, do that, man. You ain't. Them boys was we talking Brian Erlacher, Lance Briggs. Some uh, boys had. Oh, they went to the Super Bowl that year, right? Mm-hmm. And got beat and by Peyton. Peyton, Peyton yeah. That's when they had. Uh, um, who's that? Devin Hester was a. Uh, Devin returner. Hester was a kick returner. Mm-hmm. Kick returner, pump return. Who was a QB? Was it Receiver. Rex Grossman? Rex. Yeah. You got beat by Rex Grossman. Yeah. That's man, the shocking thing. Oh my gosh. Y'all got to be by Rex. Though. Horrible, I man. Think, I think Cedric was the running back, Cedric Benson, but I'm not I sure. So. I'm not sure. I want to say Cedric was the running back, but yeah. So that's my thing is y'all got one. Y'all don't know. And and I work with a lot of them, and it's like, especially one of them, and that's my dog. I love him to death, man. But he's, you know, Super Bowl is just Super Bowl bust, and I'm like, relax, dude. Relax, but I'll say this, and y'all have pissed me off every oh, season during the season because it seems like on. y'all gonna start out bad and then y'all always we go always, on like an eight game eight run, game run man, for eight, real. nine, ten game run, and it like, ends in a playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> it's the first game. But of here's playoffs. What, that's where I get Over. my that's where I get my redemption at because whenever y'all the way y'all yeah. have lost these last three playoffs, no four if you include my team, Tampa Bay beating y'all. But the, yeah. three for sure. The Minnesota Miracle. Depressing. Uh, then it was the one against the Rams. Rams. The, uh, the no call. Right. Which, if y'all just run the ball, y'all in the Super Bowl. Don't pass. Well, that was right horrible there. play Just call, run man. the ball. I know I forgive Sean Boom. I mean, that was Super horrible, dude. Like, yeah. For real, But though. then Minnesota, Minnesota again, again. Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. In overtime. Yeah. It's just like a just heartbreaking losses, dude. Oh, the way yeah. we lose is just because we, we think we're going to win. Dude, I had my ticket yeah. punched, especially yeah. when it was uh, against the Rams. Yeah. I was because jumping. I told Bowl my wife, was... I said, we go on Super Bowl. It's it. This is what we do. Yeah. But all of a sudden, the ties have changed. Like, but it's like, what the world? How do we? How you Pete, win a game and lose it? My and, and and I've argued with those people like they're saying, man, the refs did this and that, and I'm like, yes, you have a valid argument. But I'm saying what I was always told was, don't put the game in the refs' hands. Like you putting the game in somebody's hands. Nah, y'all run the ball uh, right there with Kamara and uh, what's old boy name? Shoot, we had Ingram. Lantavis. Did we have Ingram back? No, we had Ingram, Ingram back had Ingram. then, man. Yeah, had, um, yeah, you Ingram had Ingram. Lantavis wasn't there yet. Lantavis came. He the came the year, year uh, yeah. after. Yeah. So you running the ball with Ingram Horrible, and Kamara, yeah, yeah. you are in the Super Bowl. That was hard, but as good of a play caller he is sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. And it, it would have been a Tom Brady and Drew Brees Super Bowl, something everybody that everybody, everybody was wanted. waiting on for years. Mm-hmm. All you had to do was run. But Sean Payton, he wanted to be kind of, you know, smart with it. And, you know, nah, playboy. Didn't work out. Nope. So. That is what it is, man. Yeah. So I, I remember, I just, I thoroughly enjoyed those miserable times. Because I was like, yo, if I'm going to be miserable because my team ain't in these, ain't even sniffing the playoffs, I just, but it, it brings a joy. joy huh? It brings so much. Like when Cowboys lose, I don't really be tripping like that. But when they win, I don't really be tripping. Like I don't have hate for the Cowboys. Like I said, because I grew up liking them in like a sense. That. So in my family, I don't know why Saints fans. Cowboys we just fans. don't like Cowboy fans. It's something like between y'all. I, I don't understand what's the bad blood there. Saints fans hate Cowboy fans the most. Out of out of people, and this is the weird thing. um, I mean, our own division. Atlanta is second. Y'all hate Atlanta, but it's something about Dallas. I hadn't been able to figure out. Not even in our division, and we still like. I don't know what. Like in the past, were we in the same division? I wonder. Not that I know of, because the Saints used to be. Because remember, it was San Fran. It was it was West. 
Central yeah, it and was. East because right, you know they got right. they got West, East, North, and South now. But at right. one point it was West, Central, East. And if I'm not mistaken, the Saints used to be in the West, and it was mm-hmm. because the NFC East was always it was, but it was five teams. Then it was the Cowboys. That's when the Cardinals used to be with them. It was the mm-hmm. Cowboys, the Redskins, the Eagles, yeah. the Giants, and the Cardinals. Right. And if I'm not mistaken, y'all were in the West because Tampa was. Tampa was everybody in the NFC North and Tampa. So it was Tampa, mm-hmm. Detroit, Green Bay, Minnesota, Chicago. Mm. They were all NFC Central. Mm. Y'all were in the West. It was New Orleans, New Orleans San, San Francisco. Rams. Rams. But Seattle at that time was in the AFC. Remember? Mm-hmm. I forgot. So I'm trying that. to remember the other two. Wasn't that Atlanta was in that too? They was in that division, right? Yeah, Atlanta was in the West. Yeah, I'm trying to think of yep. who it was. I can't. So it was the Saints, Atlanta. Yo, was Carolina in the West too? Did they put Carolina in the West? I know they were expansion team, right? They came yeah. later. But they, they even when they were, them I and Jacksonville, they were still our, were. Um, in yeah. Our division. I think it was San Francisco. Carolina had to be. I think it was. So let's go again. San Francisco, Rams, Saints, Atlanta, Carolina. I think that was the West. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because at the time, AFC West, Seattle was in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, because it was Seattle, yeah, Oakland. Long, I feel like it's so long ago. Kansas City. Yeah. Seattle, Oakland, Kansas City. Ah, well, yeah, I don't need to go through yeah, all that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, <laughs> well. Yeah. But, yeah, my team blew it. Back to that. Um, and it is what it is. I'm a basketball fan, so I'm still going to watch these playoffs. I'm enjoying watching Booker. You know, my team, is. I, I just kind of feel like this at times. My team get knocked out, I'd rather get knocked out to the champion. So, and I don't really care for Brooklyn and stuff like that right now. I love the game of Katie. I love the game of Kyrie. Uh, Harden is frustrating at times, but I can't deny how amazing he is as a player. Yeah, for sure. You know, but. Yeah, man. All this LeBron and them building teams, stuff like that, and then they build this amazing team. They got an amazing team, team bro. They, they win it. They it's win tough. it. Cool. I would love to see booking them pulling it off, though. One team, I just, as long as they lose, I'm good. As long as the Clippers get knocked out, I'm good. Yeah, and here's quiet. the deal. I grew <laughs> up hating know. Utah because I was an MJ fan. I was a Bulls fan. You know, once MJ retired, I had to find a team, so I started liking the Lakers. Okay. But where I'm from, <laughs> it was few teams you rock rock with Norris. You either were a Laker fan, mm-hmm. you were a Rocket fan because of proximity, for sure. Or the other ninety percent of you, you was rocking with the Bulls because of MJ. With the Bulls, yeah. That's just how it was. That's how I know. That's just how it was. Yeah, that's how we was because we didn't have yeah. no team, no basketball team back when mm-hmm. I was growing up in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So everybody I knew was just MJ. MJ. MJ fan, like who else you gonna ride with? Yeah. You know, you was yeah. guaranteed a championship. I would yeah. not be disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you get mad at some of them buying the ticket. Yeah, going championship every year, all day. But yeah, so it was that, and then just to, like I said, just that frustration. But like I said, man, hmm. as long as the Clippers lose, you be, I am yeah. good. Good, I am good. To see them get knocked out, like I said, even though it's Utah and I grew up, you know what I'm saying? Like I never cared for Utah. Mm-hmm. Even though they had some people and some squads or whatever that was nice. Especially when Darren Williams and Carlos Boozer and all them was there. Oh, I think you're talking about going back further, man. 
Malone and all them. I hated them. All them old That team, I hated. And Hornacek. I hated. Byron Russell. Byron Russell. Uh, Greg Ostertag. Ostertag. Antoine yeah. Carr. Like, I hated mm-hmm. that team. Mm-hmm. You know. I was okay with like a Mamet Okur and stuff like that, <laughs> you know, later years. But yeah, yeah. But Utah, like Spider, I love that boy, man. Mitchell, Spider Mitchell, yeah. so nice. Them boy so that nice. they, man, they got some crucial them fans out there, pretty yeah. wild, man. They, and he finally got his jumper consistent to where he come off that dribble, yeah. off that left hand. Like if he come off the screen, just pull mm-hmm. up. Boy. Yeah, he's a, uh, he's a really good dude, man. Good player. I used bro. to, I used to be a. I used to be a big Paul George fan back then, but over the years, that is gone. Come I'm on. I'm like, nah. I, I, nah. I'm not a fan anymore. <laughs> I'm not. Mm-mm. And he just, I don't know, man. He's yeah. a good player, though. I don't care. He's a good player. He's a great player, in my opinion. Just, mm-hmm. nah. But, yeah, so that's that in a nutshell, man. So, in oh, a sense, yeah. I'm miserable, but, hey. It's going to be all right. Company, so. It's going to be all right, man. It's going to be yeah. all right. So, on to another note, though. So, this week we're going to be a continuation of our last topic where we talked about basically um, me growing up in more of a traditional and charismatic setting. And my homies at the time, um, I had homie Nate with me last time as a special guest. And then, of course, you know, mm-hmm. Mark G. We in, um, they had switched to more of a reformed um setting, you know, mm-hmm. and a belief, I guess you could say. And just kind of the the division that it caused, especially as younger believers, um the disagreements, the wrestles, the arguments and stuff mm-hmm. like that that you would have and not really necessarily knowing how to get through it. Mm-hmm. But just always trying to be right. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of zeal there, not enough wisdom. And it was, uh, you yeah. could argue that it was a pride issue too because you wanted to be right. I would say so. It's a pride issue for sure. You wanted mm-hmm. to be right. So, yeah, so we're going to continue, or we're going to have a continuation of that, I should say, this week. So where me and Mark G just breaking, kind of breaking it down and just kind of discussing stuff just so you can get a better understanding. Last week we just kind of told stories and told our side, but now – just a better understanding about what those beliefs are, where they kind of line up, um, both sides and stuff like that. But then just come to the ultimate common ground and resolution and what that should be, what that is, you know, and what it looks like. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. RG, I throw it to you as far as going to a little bit more into detail as far as um, the reformed faith, as far as. Um, what it is, you know, some people want to throw out the term Calvinist and things like that. So where does that come from? Yeah. Let's get into the history behind it. I think, yeah. The whole tulip, that whole, now, if you want to go into that. Yeah, because um, I think a lot of people, when they think of um, Reformed theology, I think one of the things, the first thing that comes to mind a lot of times is, you know, I guess uh, Calvinism or uh, tulip, whatever <clears throat> he want to bring up. Um, but I think that it's important that we go back further. I mean, we can just talk about like... Um, the origins of um, like Martin Luther um, and what the uh, mm-hmm. the Catholic Church was doing um, during that time, um, where you know basically the Pope and, and the Roman Church, whatever they were, um, 
with their power, they were basically, you know, distorting scripture, um, and using their power to abuse people, you know, um, with uh, in, indulgences, you know, cats that had to, um, they say you have to pay for, you know, um, pay to get your loved one out of purgatory or, yeah. you know, you need to. And that's pretty- also for context, tell them where that was taking place. Meaning geographical location. Oh, sorry, Europe or Rome, yeah, yeah. whatever. So Rome. UK, that area. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so a lot of that was going on, um, which was not biblical. Um, mm-hmm. When they were basically um, applying works works to salvation, you need to do yeah. this in order to get this. And and uh, so it was a lot of um, corruption going on. That is always the... And this is kind of a side. We don't have to necessarily go into it, but mm-hmm. the concept of purgatory has always confused me. Mm. I've 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 never known where that came from. Mm-hmm. I've never necessarily understood why it was uh, mentioned, why it was talked. Yeah, why, why it was just something that was just I never grasped the concept of it. It was always seemed like something that was adding. Like that seems a bit much. Yeah, you know man, saying? for real though. It's like a. Uh, Kind of like a hell outside of hell, in a sense. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, it's, kind it's of, like it's a gray area yeah, in between, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying, where you're just sitting there and just, mm-hmm. you know, but that, a lot of those teachings were going on, man. And some people thought that they can basically pay their pay their way, get their way paid out, whatever. Yeah. I'm going to pay for my dad. Yeah, um, that's, that's not dad right. to, that's You know what I'm saying? Right. Get out. Mm-hmm. But So they were pimping people, basically. Um, so you got the guy um, named Martin Luther, not Martin Luther the King, but, you know, Martin Luther... Um, mm-hmm. It was a month, whatever. But um, he comes along the scene, man, and um, you know, he basically was um, his goal and his his passion was to draw people's hearts and minds and affections back to the the scriptures and what the scriptures were teaching and what the scriptures really taught about um, salvation. Um, so his goal was to basically um, bring people back to what God has said um, about who he is, about salvation, about eternal life, as a, opposed to what the, the Catholic Church at that time was telling people. That's where you get the, um, you know, the the 95 thesis when he stamped that on the uh, on the door, you know, just um, basically, you know, that was like the, the beginning of this uh, Protestant uh, Reformation. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, that's when you get these other cats like uh, Zwingli, uh, you get Calvin and John Knox and all these other guys were um, with it, too. Um, and one of the things that was really talked about was the um, the five solas. You get um, yeah, Sola Scriptura, um, Sola Fide, yep. Sola Gratia. Um, you have Soli. Sola Gratia by grace alone, right? By grace alone. And you, you have is by faith alone. Sola Fide, yeah. yeah. And you have, um, what's that, Soli Deo Gloria, um, to the, the glory of God alone. Glory of God alone. You know, Sola Scriptura, whatever. Um, That's four. What was the fifth one? Fide Gratia, Fide uh, Scriptura. Uh, and look, no, I don't got a. Deo Gloria. And. Hmm. What, by grace alone, by faith alone? Yeah, I'm trying to. Alone. I don't got a brain freeze. Shoot, I forgot. Was it? It was Sola Christos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Christ, Glory alone. Of Christ alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and the ultimate goal was that was basically to um, bring. Man, guess, how do we even get that one? 
I don't know. It was the most like one of the most important. Wasn't that a Shaolin project? <laughs> like, huh? The Solomon's Christmas project. Wasn't that a Shaolin project? That was a Shaolin project yeah. for real. Though. How did you forget that one of all? I don't know, man. I got to remember everything else, man. Yeah, it, it we be both like had brain force, but that it, it be that like that sometimes. Yeah, but that's um, but yeah, man. So the goal was to, you know, ultimately was to um bring glory back back to God um mm-hmm. and take the glory from from man when when man thought that you know they were um in control of I guess their their lives and uh, all glory went to man. Um, basically was they're saying that um. You know, um, when you get to heaven, there's nobody in heaven right now that's going to be bragging about what they did to get there. You know, yeah. all that glory um, belongs to, to God alone. You know what I'm saying? And it, yeah. it takes the glory from man, and it's all about, you know, God and what he's done for us. Um, so that's basically like some of the, I mean, is it a nutshell, but man, that, there's more details to that, but um, that's some yeah. of the history. Um, I got you. Yeah, but um, yeah, there's some of brief history of what um what would people mean when they say um, Reformation is basically, you know, a returning, returning to, to the scriptures, man, um, alone, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the sola scriptura, um, which means uh, scripture alone, uh, sola fide, which would, you know, would say by faith alone, sola gratia, we would say through grace alone, um, sola Christus is we're saved through in Christ alone, Solar Dea Gloria. That's what I got tatted on my arm. But, you know, yeah. that means, and all of this is to the glory of God alone and not to man, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's some of that, man. Okay. Okay. So that's basically in a nutshell kind of how that came about. Um, then you also talked about uh, last week's just kind of upbringing and how you kind of got introduced to it and stuff like that. So... Um, I guess I will kind of go now just as far as um, charismatic side. So I grew up, of course, I said Black Baptist, and um, kind of things that you would see. Um, now certain things I would see more stuff kind of in Kojic churches. Mm-hmm. Kojic, you, know, mm-hmm. you know that is yeah, Church mm-hmm. of God of Christ, Church of God of Christ for sure. Yeah. So, um, seeing whether it was um. And my wife, she says she grew up uh, in church. She says she would, like, tongues was a thing, right? So she says she grew up in, um, she would see tongues. Um, she said they would always have an interpreter. Somebody would interpret. Oh, really? Wow. You know? Yeah. Hmm. She said she would see that and then somebody nope. would interpret. Um, um, but just me sometimes seeing in a, in a Kojic or Pentecostal said no, whatever, you know, well, you know, tongues kind of speaking and stuff like that, you know, people doing that. And um hmm. then as I'm getting older and uh growing in the face, stuff like that, like seeing it, you know, reading about it, reading about tongues and what exactly is and stuff like that. And I know that was always a a a big thing, you know. You have one group of people who say you ain't saved unless you speak in tongues, mm-hmm. you know. You have some that say, um, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and what right. is it and mm-hmm. initial evidence being speaking in tongues, mm-hmm. you know, and then you have um, some that might harp on the guy, but then, you know, just some that might, hey, some that struggle with, hey, I feel like I got the gift of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know uh, I have the gift of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. but I haven't, you know, had that moment of speaking in tongues, stuff like that. And you have some, uh, I remember, uh, I had a homie who, you know, uh, he grew up Catholic, 
But then uh, mm-hmm. he, he started going to Baptist Church when we got uh, Congress. But then I got, he's more non-denominational now. But um, kind of his feelings had changed on tongues. Because I think he would see it being done improperly. Mm-hmm. And he uh, was like, um, man, you know, when I asked the people, they couldn't even tell me what they said. You know, they don't even necessarily know what they said. And I get that sentiment. But I also, um, I guess when I look in the book of Acts and I saw how they were speaking in a different tongue and an unknown tongue, different languages, and like certain people couldn't make it out, right? But then also yeah. understanding that there's a prayer language concept that comes with it too, mm-hmm. you know? So my thing is, is I, I never... Necessarily, I felt like the person did not necessarily have to know what was being said, especially mm-hmm. when someone has the gift of interpretation, mm-hmm. you know, somebody who may be able to interpret it. So I never necessarily looked at it like he did or whatever. I understood his concern, but I never necessarily looked, looked at it like that. I didn't necessarily sweat it. But um, so I just always kind of had this kind of, um, I guess, kind of weird yeah. relationship with tongues in a sense. It's yeah. Un- until, until I experienced something myself, mm, okay. and it was during prayer. So, I've never had the ability. Mm. You know, how some people just go on the tongues right mm-hmm. then and there, or it's a certain kind of tongue that you speak mm-hmm. or whatever. I never had that ability. But it was quite a few times during prayer where it would happen for me. Well, okay, now nah, I can't control it. And mouth opens, tongue start moving. Mm-hmm. I can't make it out. Now I'm trying to process it at mm-hmm. the time, what's being said, something like that. Mm-hmm. But then I also say, okay, we'll just let the let the spirit be spirit, mm-hmm. right? I I have that moment. At the same time, I noticed it was happening during a certain point of my life, and also yeah. when it was a certain person and certain aspect that I was praying for. Mm. So mm. I remember talking to somebody about that, and they, had, and they kind of said well it has to be about that because it happens it manifests itself when you go into prayer about that mm-hmm. so to me interesting yeah i felt like it was the the uh rumblings of the spirit that's real speaking for me for that yeah. certain person that yeah. certain situation yeah and it, i felt like it probably wasn't for me mm-hmm. to understand at that time and i'm okay yeah. with that because I'm like, I know there's a lot of cats, that, well, a lot of people, man. Like, uh, I know John MacArthur is a big one, um, or who are sensationists, which, yes, you know, they, they believe the gift of the spirit no longer yeah. um, seeks to exist. I, I don't follow that camp, you know yeah, what I'm saying? I, but See, I never knew if you followed the camp or not. That just, that always confused me because I I understand that it says one day the gifts will cease, but it well, didn't cease. They, so I, they, they I was believe, confused. Yeah, they believe that the after the completion of the canon, the holy, you know, the Bible, then there is no longer any need for um, the, the gifts, um, because of, I guess the the building of of the church in, in the Book of Acts was like a an essential and important part. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. time, I guess, mm-hmm. and those, where those gifts were needed. But um, so they would say, a lot would say, after the completion of the canon, those gifts have ceased. I don't. So I with, can't. I, I'm not that bold. I can't say that. Yeah. Me personally. So my question is: With signs, miracles, and wonders, 
are you okay with that not being? Because mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, when we got a, a sick relative or somebody but, in the hospital and stuff like that, and yeah. then they just heal the miraculously God, heal God the can't cancer. heal no more. I mean, God is, man. Like, yeah, on. that's what I'm saying. Like, are like, we putting a cease on it because... But I think that um, due to, I guess you got your, your Benny Hens in other world who sort of and like that point you know, I get that it has so, like rub yeah. so people is like when they think of healing and all that stuff they like okay. oh man you know what I'm saying like like uh, Benny Hinn like all so. I gotta say is this <laughs> when your but, jacket knock you out hey all I gotta say is this all I gotta say, I've never seen the original video of that the only video oh I've seen gosh. I was thinking about that earlier when I was in Walmart man, that's crazy the only video I've seen of Benny Hinn with the jacket is the voiceover that Tony Baker did and when I tell you, <laughs> I was thinking about that earlier in really? Walmart. When I tell you, that is the funniest voiceover that Tony Baker to me but, has, and he has classes. When there's the all the anointing, and he just starts snapping just, with the jacket, hey, and, and, and when they fall, it's just cup signs. <laughs> it's yeah, just cups falling everywhere. You ever seen the Star Wars one too? Well, it's like a lightsaber. His uh, jacket, he's just. I think I have, <laughs> and they just falling. Man, yeah. dude, that joke is crazy. Or the, the Mortal Kombat one, man. It's nah, it's I haven't wild. seen Mortal Kombat one. But um, I guess going back um to Thomas, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. okay, there's a portion of scripture where okay, this was when the uh, the the spirit fell upon them uh, in Acts two, whatever. Um, yeah. So the people did. There was an understanding of. They said we hear these men speak in our own um tongue, the, the wonderful works of God. So there was an understanding at that moment. Um. Mm-hmm. And I have, a, I guess, a story where my ex-pastor, uh, well, a home church I used to go to, we went yeah. on a, a missions trip to Ecuador. We're in Guayaquil, Ecuador. And he knew. Did we know each other uh, at the time? We I, yeah, we did. We okay. did. I think Do so. Do I remember y'all going to Ecuador? Maybe. I don't know if you knew. But we went there for like a week or so. Well, this so was way back. This wasn't the one you had met your wife, though, right? No. You met her. This was before that. We went on a mission yeah. trip, whatever, me and uh, two other guys, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, but so he knew a little bit of Spanish, but when I tell you, he was out there and he was, um, he was, I mean, preaching it in Spanish, dude. He was giving sermons in Spanish to some people that never heard the gospel at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. But um, they so understood he, he, every, they understood it. I mean, for him, he knew a little bit, but he didn't. Dude, he didn't know enough to go in there and just like give. So when you saw that, that's the first you ever saw him speaking like that kind, kind of. Yeah, it's, stuff like that just kind of made me like, like that maybe there is a gift or something like that because mm-hmm. unless they was just lying, say they understood everything you're saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> pulling his leg, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But I was like, huh, that's, that's strange. You know what I'm saying? That like maybe I mean God does give those those gifts to people and they go out to different countries where they don't know. The, gotcha. You know what I'm saying? And then. Mm-hmm. But he's God, man. We can't put God in like a, a box, man. You know what I'm saying? He's this is the dude yeah. that split the Red Sea. I mean, this is the dude that like you know the God that created the, the universe. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Who brought order to the chaos and you know formed man from the dust? I mean, that dirt. He yeah. said dust to the ground, like like in, intricate design on, and order. Like, come on, bro. You say he can't. That takes a, an an intelligent mind to do all of that. But for then, real supernatural, like he got power, man. Like, yeah. To save so, us, man. That's power, dude. We're talking about <laughs> you know dying and raising from the dead. We're talking yeah. about healings and stuff like that. We still see people here today and stuff like that. So it's mm-hmm. like, yo, can you really say these gifts have ceased? Have men 
abused it and hustled people in the and, name of God and, and in that's the name where of the issue comes in. Yes. Yo, let's blame man. Yeah. Like, don't just try to. And we get that a lot. You know, throw that out like, nah, that ain't yeah. for us. I mean, mm-hmm. the whole. Even even when some of the men have been trash about it, you know, this is like like propaganda had that famous line, you know, guy uses crooked sticks to make straight lines, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like, yeah, we are a fallen people. Um, we can be the worst of people at times, but God can still yeah. use that person. Mm-hmm. I know? agree. So like, um, yeah, politically, I just saw some the other day where. Um, I think it was from like uh, religious institutions and Christian institutions where the Biden administration was still giving them the ability that um, because there was some uh, LGBTQ students uh, trying to file lawsuits and stuff like that against them as far as because of like beliefs and stuff like that and maybe mm-hmm. like acceptance and uh, mm-hmm. admissions and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. the DOJ, the Department of Justice was like, well, nah, this is there, so... This is what they believe. So now nah, we sticking with them. You know, mm-hmm. I guess they thought because, you know, Biden is someone, especially his department has been someone that's so pro, pro LGBTQ, you know, or mm-hmm. QIA or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. that they thought they could kind of, okay, we ain't about to overturn this. And they was just like, nah, that's what they got in their laws, something like that. That's what they got written. Wow. So no, they can still have that stuff like that. Huh. So it's just like, you know. Wow. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Huh. So that was kind of. You know, shocking to me too, but it's like, hey, it kind of, it kind of is what it is. Mm. You know, so most definitely, man. Um, real soon, yeah. But that, I guess, the base is back to the original um, point, man. Um, another thing, um, you think about when it comes to reform teaching. A lot of people think of the first thing they think of is uh, e- election and you know, all yeah, that other stuff, man. That's just. Um, Let's talk about tulip. If you want to, okay. Do, do you want to go into it? Because you don't necessarily we, have to. I think we. I don't know. I think I can just give a brief description. Okay, I think give a, a brief description. That, but then what I want to go to mm-hmm. then is the separation that it causes, and yeah. we're, we're divided into camps. So I'll take one side. I'll take the more charismatic, traditional side. You'll take the more reform side, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about the division that it creates and the yeah. beef that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It comes from it because you believe this. That's how I believe this is right. That's how I believe this mm-hmm. is right and stuff like that. And like mm-hmm. this friction that it causes because yeah. I, I know it's something for sure. Like this kind of imposing is like, well, yo, nah. So yeah. go ahead, so, break down Tulip. Okay, so when I think of Tulip. Um, Do you want to go through all of them? Calvinism, whatever, uh, like okay. acronyms, whatever. I'm just going to run through all of them. Um, okay. You want me to say them or you got it or? Oh, you can. I don't matter. Okay, so Tulip, that's T-U-L-I-P. Mm-hmm. And that is, let's see, um, total depravity. Right. And if I'm not mistaken, unconditional election for the mm-hmm. U. Mm-hmm. Then L is limited atonement. Right. Then I is irresistible grace. Then P is perseverance of the saints. You got that one. We, right? we didn't get the five solas. Is it started coming back to me? Like I, when I said I go over and then yeah, I got right there. Key and I was like, dude, you know this. And so that's why I was taking me. I was like, okay. Yeah. Total depravity. Yeah. So, so T break down total depravity. Total depravity, depravity is, uh, come from, you know, you're talking about Romans three. Um, mm-hmm. 
um, Genesis 6. I mean, there's none, there's none that does good. We are totally, everybody are dead. We're dead in our trespasses and sins. We have no life in us. Um, you know, in from Adam, we are nothing without God. Nothing without God. We are dead mm-hmm. in our sins. There's no life in us to reach out or respond to, to God. We're dead. We, you know, saying there's no righteousness in us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we've gone astray, whatever. So that, the whole yeah. Romans 3 concept is where we get that. Um, yeah. And I'll say also Genesis 6 where um, God saw the intentions of man was always wicked and evil, you know, from his heart. Um, you know, we're just accustomed to do evil. Um, it's just how we're born, you know. Our hearts are stone and, and they're full of corruption. So that's what the... Yeah, people kind of people kind of get caught up on that part because they kind of say, "Well, how can you say that?" As far as I mean, babies stuff like that, but understandable. Mm-hmm. That's very understandable. That's a good concern. Mm-hmm. But as babies get older, when you see them start to learn, they're looking to do the bad thing first until you have uh, to want. Hey, I got five. don't do. Yeah, you got Duh. five. So <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, don't touch that outlet. Like, and they're looking at you as you're telling them not to touch the outlet. Mm-hmm. And they're reaching their finger closer to that outlet. Mm-hmm. Or they're reaching their finger closer to that stove that you're telling them, hey, no, yeah. don't do that. So it's yeah. like it's always a it's the curiosity, it's the inclination of kind of just doing something bad, stuff yeah. like that, or whatever, you know. Whether it's mm-hmm. think about it. Even the person who was never hypersexualized or anything as far as when puberty and hormones take into effect when you're 12 mm-hmm. 13 year old you're looking at that girl you know you was a young sixth grader <laughs> and you got the other girl your sixth grade class you're looking at her a different way hey. whereas in yeah, someone Bro. in an you know a more uh pure way a mm-hmm. five-year-old is going to look at another girl a five-year-old girl five-year-old boy gonna look at another five-year-old girl or whatever in a pure way a more pure way hey she's a girl you know cool you know, mm. they're not thinking girlfriend and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They say that stuff because they hear that stuff from people around them and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But as you get older, you know, like I said, hormones kick in and stuff like that, boom. So, yeah, I get it. You know, yeah. the whole tea part, the total depravity, I get it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like my son now, um, and I uh, try to pray with him every night, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes I let him lead his own prayer and stuff like that. And, like, he's learning that from me, from mm-hmm. me saying it. Like, mm-hmm. he's... Uh, um, learning about how to pray for people specifically stuff like he can learn that from me and from others and just being around praying folks like for real without yeah. that he was not going to know that and he was not going mm. to care right, right about praying for people yeah unless you, know, you he wasn't that's dope bro so that's what we need man for real though so boom we got T alright you it's unconditional election. unconditional election that's what based upon um, the, the total depravity of man. Um, it means that God chooses a people for himself. It's not conditioned upon what they do or don't do. That God chooses us. We don't, no matter, you know what I'm saying? There's no good in us to, we can't work for it. You know what I'm saying? We can't be good enough for his salvation. But it's it's all the grace of God that he chooses a people for himself um, that could not do it on, on their own strength and, and their own power and will and ability because they are totally depraved. So God doesn't look through the quarters of time and see how good someone is going to be and chooses, elects them or chooses them based upon that condition of their goodness is that it is unconditional. The fact that God chooses 
anybody saved, you know what I'm saying? It's all for his love for his, his, his people. So it's not about you or what you can, what you do or don't do. It's unconditional. And was, yeah, and that was one of the things that yeah. back then uh, I used to wrestle with as far as a side side like that because mm-hmm. the election part, you know, and that was one of the things that kind sure. of throw And you hear it, um, see, mm. explaining it that way, breaking it down to detail too, makes it make sense. But when you have some people that just like, nah, you know, full time God just selected some people, stuff like that, that he was just going to save and stuff like that. It, it mm. is different because it's like, well, yo, how do you know? Mm-hmm. Who he's going to elect and stuff like that. Well, he's got something like that. Well, if if he's going to elect these people, he's going to set mm-hmm. these people aside. What is the so the the question then becomes what is the point of me evangelizing? What is the point of me? I and think that's, the that's pe- what we were at last people, time. Though, that's the part real, people though, struggle man. with. You know, is yeah. well, if he's already going to do this and if he already well, done this, what's the part of me evangelizing? Because that's the part that gets people kind of. You know, because it's man. especially when the way it's explained. So you explain it to him. Like I said, this is going to help some people because it opens it up to kind of so they can I mean, understand. What, it what, what does Paul say, man, when he's he's like persecuted and he's like um, he's kicked out of a, a city. But, you know, he he says, um, I'll endure. I suffer all things for the sake of of the elect. You know, so um, there was a, pa- a passion in him to preach the gospel. Um, to evangelize and to um, reach people for the glory of God, because I mean, he didn't know who you don't know who's who God is saved. He can be the the, the worst criminal. Like, mm-hmm. who are you to judge? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, to me, that should encourage us and not discourage us. You know, from um, evangelism, but it should be a, a, a encouragement to um, to go out and, and, and preach and declare the gospel to all people. Um, but yeah, man, that shouldn't. I mean, they got a lot of people that's so they call them frozen chosen or you know just think that I don't need to you know I don't know who's who's saved and you know. But I think it's an encouragement. It should encourage us to go out and proclaim the gospel. You know what I'm saying to all people, knowing that it's God who saves, man. This is you know. Yeah. So, so that's you. So L being limited atonement. That was another one. Oh, that's that was a hang kinda, up, man. Yeah, that's, that's tricky. That, that was one for me. Struck struggle through like because i just couldn't i i couldn't rest with it i can grasp the concept i couldn't i just i couldn't accept it i mm. i'm just be real this is me we're talking about it's i just hard, couldn't man. accept it i, I couldn't stand yeah you know it's tough so, man, for a lot of people break it down all right limited atonement is that and granting like i said certain people explain it certain ways and stuff like that so that was the hang up too so yeah you know. um i hope i can help you you know, trying to understand it because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a try, man. Um, it's the when people say limited atonement is that um, Christ's death on the cross, though is good. I would say it's good for the world. Um, it's sufficient for all, but it's only it's salvific in a sense only for God's people. That Jesus died for the sins. See, people don't explain it like that. What? Is it? I mean. They don't explain it's, it like that. Now that you explain it, all, so everything that you're explaining now, now it makes sense for certain people, dog. Or it's gonna it's gonna help to understand just, it more. Okay, if Jesus died for the sins, if okay, if Jesus died for the sins of every particular person in the world, and that person dies and goes to hell, does that? I mean, did Jesus fail? To me, it would mean no. like he failed. Like if he died for my sins. Me in particular, if mm-hmm. Jesus died for my sins and I die and, and go to hell or experience the 
if I'm the, the wrath of God forever all eternity. Mm-hmm. To me, it seems like a contradiction that just don't make sense. Like if Jesus' death was for you, he died for your sins. He took your sins upon himself and bore your sins on, in his body. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, that's like, I am more than I'm, I'm assured of my salvation. I am, I am mm-hmm. blessed and I am found in Christ, you know? Um, so I, and I understand also that his death and on the cross and what that has brought to the world, yeah, it's common grace. Yeah. You know, I think it, everybody, the world benefits from that, you yeah. know, from. So Jesus. when I would hear limited atonement and stuff like that, and I would say, um, because I think people used to say unlimited atonement. I would say unlimited atonement in the sense of it is sufficient for well, everyone, but I feel like man has responsibility in it too. I feel like God is always drawing people to him. I, 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 and I could be wrong. I feel like that is firm that God is always giving people signs and bringing yeah. people into their life, and drawing people to yeah, you. Yeah, that's. But that's, yo, we just some stubborn Bible. people that's, that's like, yo, that's Bible, that's Bible. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like it's, it's not always willing that, that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance uh, and so me, I would always see all, 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 all when that's I was Bible, reading. Man. So that's why I was like, I feel like it's for all. And I feel like God would yes. love to see all people surrender their yeah. life to Christ. But I also know he ain't dumb. Like, <laughs> yo, people just ain't gonna do it. It's like I can believe both those things and still be, you know, um biblically sound. And I can that's believe both. The thing. Like, now you're saying this, <laughs> people weren't saying that. So you get what I'm saying? Why I'm saying like this is what a hang up and like, confusion was. People was like, nah, man. you 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 can't do both. You one or the other. God you sat, yo, you blood or you cripping? Which one? It's, you yeah, sue or you like, could? Yeah, That's yeah, how it yeah, was. Yeah. It's like God so loved the world. It says, man. Yeah. But we all know that there are some that just. His atonement wasn't they, sufficient for. <laughs> they they wouldn't give you for everybody. 2010, 2011, dog, they wasn't giving you the but option. But he loves the world, though. You Democrat, Republican. You sue who or cuz? Which one? You can't be, yeah, man. They, they, they wouldn't give be, you the option. I can't be, like, be bipartisan, man. You gotta be, gotta fall on one side. They wouldn't give you that option. But I mean, that, that's the character of God, man. God is love. And we're gonna talk about that a little later, but I mean, yeah. God is love and God loves, man. He does. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. I can I can say that Jesus' death was, uh, I guess, salvific for, for some yeah. But it's definitely his common grace has blessed all when it comes to the birth of Christianity and what the power of the gospel has done to our world in, in general. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. With schooling and hospitals. I mean, we have we all benefit from that. You know, it's the common yeah. grace that God gives us and his long suffering and endurance with us and the patience I think is a result of. I mean, Jesus on the cross, man. What's dope is no matter what y'all may think, this isn't a western philosophy we westernized it no doubt no doubt man that's but everybody know this faith started it's another especially for y'all people that all that's the white man everybody know this faith started in africa Mm -hmm. and the thing is is that mug done made his way right back over there and that mug is dominant all over the east now where it started um, in the middle east east that's where it started there and that mug is back dominant over there now over um, here we straight wishy-washy with it but over there it's rocking and i was just reading an article on that It, it talks about how you know the the higher the the persecution or the more the uh, in the countries where there's more of us varieties of dominant yeah. religions christianity is flourishing yeah. <laughs> you know in those countries that are not, boys were that are real not held by the government you yeah. know what i'm saying them I, boys real talk they they some of them that's that's the true ones that's willing to die by what they believe 
we trying, the crazy man, thing. I don't know. We trying to kick out is, everything in America. The thing right is, now. Hey, we, be, we be going through political. And I'm just going to go on a tangent real quick, especially during, <laughs> especially during this last political let's take, cycle. Let's take this trail, man. Especially let's during this last political let's cycle, do dog. And people just, you know, and they're just trying to, they're trying to persecute me for my faith. Dog, you don't know persecution. Stop it. Please. When I think of persecution, I think of state property, get down and lay down line, where you going to believe this, you going to do this, or else, bam. You, so you ain't talking about unfollowed on Twitter? Yeah, I ain't talking about that <laughs> stuff. You ain't know, that persecuted me, no me trying to quiet he, me. So I, no, you want to be quiet. The reason you got quiet at a silence is because you got your head blown off, or you got hey, your head cut off, or you got your throat slit, or something like that. That's persecution. This stuff, as far as, Man. you know, different uh, laws and stuff like that, as far as, they trying to take your quote unquote take your guns or something like person. Man, go okay, sit so down. Okay, so I got a question. Somewhere. You think okay, we say America, we're blessed by that. We we're blessed to have the freedom of that of expressing our, our religion. I wonder who I might take some slack for this. That if that is our downfall, is that a curse? You know what I'm saying? Or if people say, well, no, we're blessed. We're able to have these freedoms. But what if we would just be more of a man? I don't know if we would. Be forced to be more Christ-like, and, and Christianity would flourish more here if we didn't have those um, those freedoms. It, like, so technically, what right now, you're, downfall, you're, like, it seems like what you're saying right now is, I wonder if it's a blessing and a curse. Both, because I enjoy it. Yeah, now, don't get me wrong; I enjoy the freedoms. Yeah. That, so I'm saying, what you're saying is, you I know, if, I'm, you're saying, hey, we're saying this, but I wonder if this is a blessing and a curse. And I'm saying, hey, I agree with you. Yeah, for sure. I agree with you in that okay. sense. One, if it's a blessing and a curse, over there, because it seems like to me, it is a blessing well, for us, but it is a curse. Yeah, and I'm man, because at times the way we tricky. use it. Because I'm not saying people shouldn't fight for those. Because people would, I mean, they're, they're, they would die fighting for those rights, you know, mm-hmm. of, to, of keeping this a uh, Christian nation, whatever mm-hmm. quotation, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> whatever you, that and, means, but I can go on a tangent uh, about we that ain't gonna too. Go on, that's another episode, but yeah, but yeah, man, that ain't Christian name, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but what if what if that is our man what if God needs to remove that for us to really to open our eyes I'm not I'm not man I'm not trying to sound like I'm I have it all together either man I have my struggles and I do love my freedoms but I wonder those freedoms can be we can idolize those freedoms you know what I'm saying the freedoms can become our idol you know and not our freedoms are, my, are, my, are our idols and not God you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know bro that's that's tricky, dude. Yeah, but um, it's just something to to, uh, to consider, man. Yeah, um, our freedoms are idols. They ain't they ain't nothing to consider. I feel like if you just sit back and just ring, look at it, our freedoms are idols, man. Like, I'm, yeah, uh, we are more. Uh, <laughs> our freedoms have become our god. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep it funky. Our freedoms, our liberties have become our God. Mm. We fight harder for, uh, shoot. We fight harder for the Statue of Liberty than the Statue of God, I should say. Yeah, bro. So let's just, let's just call it like it is and let's just throw it out there. Let's just throw it out there. Now, freedom, that, freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. I've, I've heard that say like, man, yeah. I know that's what uh, I mean. Strack and Kirk Kennedy bang on that man. Like, freedom of speech is not is is that truly biblical? 
when the yeah. Bible tells us sometimes we need to hold our tongue. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know what I'm saying. saying? Like, but um, technically, by law, I have the freedom to say whatever I want. But by faith, that ain't necessarily the best thing. You know, <sighs> I love my wife dearly. I have the freedom to tell her whatever I want to. But I have. Mm-hmm. We've been together today. Now today is June 11th. We've mm-hmm. been together in a relationship for. 15 years now, June 11, 2006, when she became my girlfriend. So 15 years now. I have enough practice to know that just because I have the liberty to say whatever I want to, I know it ain't necessarily the smartest way to go. Don't the Bible say that? Be slow to speak, you know? Yeah. To hear that's that's James, Mm -hmm. bro, for real. Yeah. But, um, well, I don't know, man. Should probably move on. What, what yeah. we at now? T-U. So we I. Irresistible grace. Okay, irresistible grace. Okay, it's basically saying that um, you can't resist the pull of God when His Holy Spirit um, engages you and and by grace um, draws you to Jesus. There ain't no resisting. You know, when it's the spirit, when it's God himself, all-powerful God, tugging on your heart or pulling you to himself um, or drawing you, as Jesus says, you know. Um, uh, all the come me have been drawn, you know. Yeah. The man comes as far as you're drawn by yeah. the, you know, spirit, whatever. Um, but, now, yeah. I, I, I think this is going to tie into the next one, P, also. Um, the perseverance. Yeah, I think this is going to tie into. Let's go ahead and I'll, run it. Down, like, you want me to do the perseverance, too, and just kind of. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so, so the, the point I'm going to make, I think it ties into both. So, yeah. Okay, cause I, and I would say perseverance of the saints is that those who are in Christ will um, persevere to the end because of um, they're in Christ and God has this, you know, yeah. all they're in my hand cannot um, be plucked out, whatever, yeah, and yeah. nothing going to separate us. So I, I feel like to tie into that, mm-hmm. I would say that irresistible thing, um, that irresistible fact, I, was, I should say, is true in the sense of when God is sitting there tugging at you, Mm-hmm. And he's sitting at full court press at you. I understand I gotta use that term or whatever, but when he's sitting there when he's sending it at you, it is something irresistible. But like, yo, you you faced with this mm. choice, you faced with the decision mm-hmm. or whatever. And you usually, you know, depends on how long it is or mm-hmm. whatever, you can't fight any longer. It's irresistible. Mm-hmm. So you boom, you end up surrendering, right? But then I would also say there's a responsibility that we have because we don't necessarily look at the persevere part to the end. We just, as soon as that adversity kind of hit, some of us is kind of check out, you know what I'm saying? Some of us is kind of just done and stuff like that. So the persevering part, I do understand because it's like, if you believe that you're going to go through these rough times, you're going to go through these highs and lows, but you got to know God got you to the end. Mm-hmm. God, God got you to the end, mm-hmm. but us, we don't want to fight through it. We don't want to go through that struggle and stuff like that. So we check out. That ain't God's doing. That ain't God's mm-hmm. fault, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That's your fault. You checked out. Mm-hmm. You said you done. That ain't God's fault. Mm-hmm. Like you supposed to stay there rocking with God. You gotta understand, you know, what is it? A day isn't like a thousand years, a thousand years isn't like a day. Mm-hmm. Like, so yo, okay, it didn't go good that day. Mm-hmm. But that day for you is nothing to God. That's small time. Mm-hmm. Stay with him. Stay rocking with him. He got this. Yeah, yeah. You gotta mm-hmm. understand it. He got this. He got it under control. Yeah, it's bad right now and it's trash. It's real bad. Yes. It was one day. He 
He got this. Mm. It was one week. He got this. Mm. It was five years. He got this. Yeah. So. So is that like, um, and I think another sense is saying that, you know, there's a. And just and to I, kind of piggyback off that. Go ahead. As far as, because I thought I like the, he, it's five years. He got this. Sometimes in that five year scenario, it ain't just him. It's he putting stuff and putting stuff in place for you. You just mm-hmm. making the dumb decisions and you not following his lead yeah. or you not seeing the signs and the things that he putting out there for you. So you constantly just doing stupid stuff, but you blaming him when really it's mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So. Yes. And I would say also, um, when I say perseverance and, um, I'm not saying that Christians can't, um, go through tough seasons in life, um, oh, or struggle with sin. I struggle with sin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and some Christians do fall Big time, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, huh. And I do know that there are times when people do fall away. Um, yep. They can be walking walking the walk for a long time and completely fall away and reject the faith as a whole and Christianity yeah. and Christ. Um, was that person genuinely saved? You know what I'm saying? Um, those are questions. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I've seen people kind of present that idea before and... I've kind of said to myself, that ain't none of my business. Mm-hmm. That's between them and God. Because you look at the thing right now, you know, with, uh, like I said, Piper. Piper been mm-hmm. rocking with, you know, for years. And his son, Barnabas, you know. Mm-hmm. Is it Barnabas? Or it's the other one? It's the other one. I think it's the other. Yes, yeah, the other mm-hmm. one's not Barnabas. It's the other one. Um, I forgot his name. But who is complete 180, mm-hmm. you know, rocking with the atheist side and yeah. stuff like that. And I, I'm a firm believer and I think uh, Hebrews uh, touches on this big time, that you can experience the benefits of being in a, in a, um, I guess, around people who are, who love God or being in a godly family and not know God. You can um, definitely experience like, some of the gifts of God and not, you know, um, okay. and I'm, I'm going back to Israel, you know, the scripture says that not all Israel were, were, were true Israel, you know, um, that you can be part of a, a visible, the, the visible church, but not the invisible. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Um, and I think that, um, that, that can, that happens a lot. You know what I'm saying? And, um, cause me with my kids, man, I'm, again, I'm always preaching to them, you know, to, I know you go to church with your mom and dad, you are part of the, this congregation and you're going to experience a lot of the, the blessings that, you know, mom and daddy do you know what I'm saying but um you yeah. still for your personally you need to I still encourage them to and preach the gospel to them you know they have to make our faith make it their own you know what I'm saying yeah even though they will enjoy the benefits they will have this knowledge of Jesus you know they may be able to even proclaim the gospel but they still personally they need to make our make their faith their own yeah. um so I think that you can um you know, walk in the faith or be or look like you are in the faith, but um, if your heart and you know, what I'm saying, it's not there. You know, that God is yeah. not. You know, there's, you can walk away from that, and um, yeah, and I look at um, when Paul said, all those who are in, um in Christ are um a new creature. All things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. And I believe that um, you know, and we are. If Christ has us, he's died for us. When you go back to unlimited atonement, he's died for our sins and we are in his hands. And um, they say that nothing shall um, separate us from the love of God, not even our sins. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh-huh. Um, 
I believe we have to have confidence in it, man. Like, um, mm-hmm. but though, there are some dude who do walk for a long period of time. You know, we've had yeah. that in Christian hip hop, man, with a lot of rappers, dude. Like, uh, who was that? Um, Jahaziel. Yeah. He walked with God, was rapping. Dope stuff, you know what I'm saying? Good lyrics, but yeah. completely turned his back on. on uh, the the one that used to be on the Truth label. Uh, when Truth had that mixed bag label. I know he's talking about. Praise um, one. Yeah. And I forgot his name. On, but, uh, what's that cat? What's his name, bro? Who? The dude you're talking about. Is that um Praise One. Praise One. Okay. Yeah. And now he kind of on the whole tip, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing now. You know, yeah, and so. that yeah, and I and I struggle with that. People who did deny I know there's believers who struggle with sin big time. Yeah. But there's some who completely abandon Jesus and walk away from the faith and yeah. put their trust in saying Jesus is not the Son of God and you know, the Bible talks uh, what's about... What's his name? From Houston. Who had this encounter and was in jail and all that and came out, was doing ministry work, something like that, but then went back to... uh, was up Pyrex. Mm-hmm. And Pyrex was a street rapper. You know what I'm saying? White dude, tattoos all over. I don't know yeah. if you ever heard of him. I've yeah. never... It sounds, it sounds familiar. Yeah, Pyrex. Used to be with Trey, ABN. Uh, mm-hmm. You know Trey. Trey the Truth. Trey the Truth, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he he was you know doing for God at one moment, but then you know kind of you know kind of went back stuff like that. So yeah, that happened all the time, man, mm. all the time. Well, so, um, yeah. So now that you explain that, I will I will briefly go over just kind of as far as um, side as far as traditional charismatic, you know, just uh, believing in the gifts, uh, gifts of the spirit, uh. Baptism of the Spirit, but kind of um, the struggle that people have with that, I would say, is the um, maybe the maximization of the gifts, kind of the exaltation of the gifts over the person. Sometimes it seems like it's the exaltation of the gifts over the giver of the gifts. Yeah, I agree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, for real, you speak in tongues. Do you speak in tongues? Do you want to speak in tongues? No. Don't Paul say that to uh, pursue the better gift is prophecy? Nobody <laughs> try to prophesy. Yeah. yeah, I feel you. Yeah, but I speak in tongues. Yeah, but I, yes, but Paul said, "Man, I speak with tongues with the best of them." But I have not. If love. I don't have love, there we go. I'm saying. Yeah, Paul's basically, "Yo, I can Sorry, rock with y'all. Y'all want to speak in the tongue? Boom, I got it. Watch this real quick." You know, I can do all that stuff y'all doing, the prophecy and stuff like that. Yes. Y'all y'all want to be prophets and stuff like that, speak these words, boom, what's up, what's happening? I got it. He got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope, bro. But if I don't have love, have and that's love. the thing, that's why I say the exaltation of gifts over the give of the gifts, but then also just over people, like over love. Mm. So it's just, some people, speaking you know, the whole baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, uh, manifestation, speaking in tongues, um, prophet, fivefold ministry, you know, some were called mm-hmm. to be, you know, you know, fivefold was, yeah. I forgot the scripture exactly, but that was some were called to be teachers, preachers, Evan- prophets, prophets, evangelists, evangelists, and teachers, preachers, prophets, evangelists. What's the other one? I don't know. God, I forgot to. Teachers, it's preachers. always a five. Huh? We got it's a- always that God dog on <laughs> The five souls, as long as we got two, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that or whatever, just, you know, kind of some people, because... I remember just kind of 
as I'm growing about it and they're just kind of seeing certain stuff over there and just starting to think about it more and analyze it because I just want a God to just kind of lead me in whatever way that is or whatever that looks like, man, and just, God, if you're going to give me gifts, you know, because it said the Spirit gifts as it wills. Mm-hmm. So just understanding that, yo, if I truly want these gifts, the Spirit will give it to me mm. as he sees fit, as he wills. He ain't going to give me something that he know ain't mm. good for me. Like, nah, you're going to abuse this play, but I don't need to give you this, you know. Because mm. trust oh, me, it was some people out there that I got the gift of prophecy, and maybe at one point they were actual prophets. Then another time, mm. they knew they had the gift and used it to their advantage. Mm. And all of a sudden, they prophesied into these single women. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they done prophesied the calls off hey, of them. Hey, there you, know you go. Yeah. For the abuse. Then all the time, you know, all of a sudden God, you... Yeah, yeah man, somebody tell you that God has told me you're going to be my husband. I had that once. <laughs> oh, word? <laughs> well, not husband, heard, but, no, okay, no, but no, boyfriend, yeah, something like that. Like, yeah, I've heard, I've, heard, I've, heard, I've heard people say that before, you know? The devil is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know people say that all the time. What's his name? Rapper, D1. Come he on, say man. women say that to him all the time. You know, God, God told, told me you're going to be my husband. Man, come on. He went, God ain't told me. He ain't told me <laughs> that, man. Yeah. What, what God told you so, that, man? That's yeah. just you, man. Come on. That's a thing, man. People be do that. That God told me this, man. And and people, everybody, everybody want to be a prophet. And it's like, yo, like, <laughs> prophet, you got to understand, like, you're going to be judged. Harshly. You say something wrong, then yeah. you, you should have been stoned in the Old Testament. Yeah. Like, you be you stoned be, like you want that? You want that responsibility? Yeah, you might say you this and that or whatever. You sure you want that responsibility like that? I don't want and, that. And <laughs> what was so funny? What was so funny, man? What was so funny is during this last presidential cycle, all these prophets com- coming out saying that, you know, Trump was going to win and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I remember my homie was talking, man. He say, all these prophets and God didn't tell any of y'all that Biden was going to win. And that was one of the funniest things he said to me. And I'm like, yo, yeah, because if you are truly a prophet mm-hmm. and if God really cares that much about your hey, presidential election, like you real. try to pass it off like he yeah. does, that he would have told you, yo. Just be ready, Biden about to take chill this out, man. Just chill, chill out right now, Biden about out. to win this election. But nah, he told every last one of y'all that Trump was gonna win. Settle down. And now all of a sudden, yeah. after it happened, I remember some of them too. After it happened over there, because people was like, hey, hey man, you said this dude was gonna win. Yeah, what, what they went, man. And here's the deal. Crickets now. The internet age now is at an all-time high. So it's like people don't forget, they got receipts for everything. They gonna bring up your video. Hey, you said this. They got screenshots, man. Screenshots, bringing up your videos. No, no, no. Don't take the video down. I screen recorded it just so you can. Hey, what about this? Mm -hmm. So it's like now people got to say, well, you know what? This netherlands. So that's why people, certain people, you know, I just, oof, when they say they they uh prophets and stuff like that. But yeah, so you look at. Uh, gift of prophecy and just like I said the gift of tongues and stuff like that is just it's been misused by people in the church mm. uh, uh, it's been it's caused harm to people um, it's hurting our people it's, 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 it's technically hurt the people that had the gift because a lot of times they would use exaltation of that you know, over God and even just having love. So it's like what it all boils down to. And this is what me and Mark came, you know, kind of came to the resolution of. Mm-hmm. We were already saying this. It's like the reality is this, man. We can do all this. We can say all this, man. But we need to have love, and that's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. 
is yeah, we need to man. have love. And that's what it all boils down to is love. That's yeah. what it all boils down to. It's like, yeah, me, we're we going to have some theological differences or something like that. But what is the essential? Mm. Do we agree on the essentials and do we love each other? Okay, mm. let's rock then. Mm. You know. Man, because um, when I think about my side, I would think of uh, people who are more, I guess, reformed in thinking, whatever, um, where there's a lot of knowledge. You know, the Bible talks about knowledge. Uh, puff of up, you know what I'm saying? It does, so there's a man. lot of arrogance and... Um, and because you're getting all that stuff at one time or whatever, you you know, but... Yeah, when, people, when uh, knowledge can become an idol... You know, mm, and all these, yes, these old theologians have become an, mm-hmm. an, an idol, and these Puritans can become idols. Yeah. Um, and I've seen, I witnessed it. I mean, I was, I mean, at one time I, I felt, and I still, I mean, I struggle with it. I ain't gonna lie, man. There's okay. arrogance when you think you know. It, it's just a, it's plagued out. I guess the Reformed community, you know, what I'm saying, mm-hmm. just thinking you, if people don't see it the way you do then they're crazy or they don't mm-hmm. know god like you know god when <laughs> to me some of the most godless men i've met were didn't th- they weren't calvinists <laughs> you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like like mm-hmm. come on bro like mm-hmm. but look man and i think i mean you brought it up with uh if you don't have love you know you're just a clashing symbol you're just a bunch mm-hmm. of noise and um in the first Corinthians 13 i just want to read just a couple of verses it says yeah. love is patient love is kind it is not envious we experiencing all that, okay? Love mm-hmm. is not brag, okay? It is not puffed up. It is not rude. We we we're rude, man. We got it in, in the internet age. Everybody's rude. Oh yeah, we big trash. We're rude, man. Oh yeah, we big trash. It is not self-serving. It is not easily angered. God, we struggle with that. Or resentful. It is not glad about injustice, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all. Th- oh, careful, careful. <laughs> right. Come on, man. Injustice. Hey, careful. Jesus, come on. And look, it bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. It endures all things. It says love never ends. But if there are prophecies, they will be set aside. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be set aside. So he's like talking about everything we're talking about, like mm-hmm. our issues with these different camps. You feel me? And says. They're all going to pass. Knowledge will be uh, idolized. Tongues, the gifts, it's all going to pass. But he's like, what will last forever is love. And I think he, man, that's that's it, bro. We need to, we don't, we don't bear with each other. You know what I'm saying? We bear with each other, bro. Like, but I think, again, dude, that's just, love is, to me, is like one of the hardest things for us to do. It's When I think of bear with somebody, I'm thinking of... That that Trip Lee song that was on uh Between Two Worlds. I need to bear, bear with, with yeah, mm-hmm. bear with him, yeah, for sure. Um, but I think that is the hardest yet the most simple truth we can clearly see that God calls us to do in Scripture from the old to the new. It's love, you know, what I'm saying love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. He's like two of the greatest commandments, you know, what yeah. I'm saying, and which we, we don't love people like we love ourselves. Because no. you look at the way we grind stuff mm-hmm. as far as we do it for ourselves or whatever. Like, if we want to mm-hmm. lose weight, you know what I'm saying? You know, we know how to eat right, eat better, Have work out, stuff like pay that. Pay for expensive you surgeries. Know, pay for that, stuff like that. But we don't love our neighbor. Yikes. Hey, man, that's their problem. You never say, hey, I'm trying to lose some weight, and I know you've been talking about losing weight, too. So here, mm. I'm going to donate a month or two months as far as to gym membership or this workout. I want you to join this workout plan with me. Come on, we're going to do that together. You don't mm. love your neighbor enough to say that, mm. you know? You be like, nah. Yeah, dude. I think I take care of myself. But I yeah. take care of them. So that's tricky, man. That's the thing. The, yeah. 
as far as love and neighbor, like I said, like mm-hmm. Jesus said that was the greatest commandment. Like you mm-hmm. said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. That one commandment, just yeah. grasping the concept of that, like, yo, would encapsulate everything and shift everything around. That way people ain't got to sit here and feel a certain way about Christians and stuff like that. My thing is this, even the people who don't believe in Jesus, don't rock with Jesus like that, stuff like that, as far as atheists, you can't deny that. Mm-hmm. If you just listen to just that part, you can't deny that that would change some stuff around. Mm-hmm. You don't want to rock with the loving Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. That's you. You feel like you don't want to rock with that, you know? You That's you. You choosing that. Love your neighbor as yourself, though. You can grasp that concept. And most but, of them even try to. They try to grasp that concept. And to me, I think people try to separate the two. Like, when it comes to loving your neighbor, people automatically say, oh, no, you know, that's social justice, and you know that's the first thing worst they hear. You know, yeah. is uh, and they, what they're thinking is oh, CRT, yeah. Marxism, social justice. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, well, what about loving God? But I'm like, and just, man, just so y'all know, how you, go ahead, man, because I had may, another may, verse. Maybe later. I had another verse, man. Maybe yeah, I'm gonna get Marguerite's verse. Maybe <laughs> look, later we'll touch on like this CRT stuff. I just, but um, look. I just need to say this. Go ahead, man. Preach, preach. Christians. Um, <laughs> Enough! <laughs> Enough! Say it again. Enough of Say the CRT and they're trying to put this in our schools and they're trying to... Just enough. Mm. Just enough, man. Just mm. let God be God and let God continue doing what he's going to do. Just chill. Mm. It's a theory for a reason. It's just a theory. It's just a it's philosophy. It's a theory like for a reason, so yo. So many philosophies we, we grasp to, but... Bring that same energy back towards the theory of evolution then. Hey. You know, and all these other theories. Okay? Quantum theory, whatever. Bring that same energy there. Just chill on this CRT, man. But again, it said how... Y'all just upset because y'all getting called out on some racist stuff. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all just upset, man. Okay? Say it. Y'all gave racism uh, strive for so long. It's like, God dang it. It's, it's, they, they bringing it out of my soul now and I don't like it. Just, man, just stop, man. man. Just stop. Yeah, man, because I was thinking... Um, it talks about how do you love God, but you have who you haven't seen, but um, you know you don't love your neighbor who you've seen. Who you've seen all the you time. You broke bread with and stuff like so that. If you don't, yeah. if we're not loving our neighbor, that's just a reflection on how love for God. Our love for God is reflecting how we love each other. Mm-hmm. So how we love people we disagree with. Boom. How we love our enemies. Boom. Come on, man. Like, come on, bro. How we love Democrats. How we love Republicans. You yeah. know what I'm saying? How we love conservative. How we love liberals. Yeah. How we love LGBTQ, whatever you want to call it, man. That's, yeah. We got to have love, and that doesn't... Ugh, I don't know, bro. What if and, our and, love, you know what I'm saying? Like, our love should, I mean, cause... Well, you going there? Which one you reading? I'm just reading. I'm just... Uh, going through thoughts? Yeah, it says okay. that um, I was reading this commentary on um, on that on that law right there. Um, okay. Hero Israel, whatever that, that the Shema they call it. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. It's like Israel should have caused Yahweh or God to be loved by humanity due to their loving attitude toward others in life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So our love to others in life should cause people, that should cause people to love the God we serve, you know? Um, and that's how we glorify God. But the love we have for each other is how they're going to know that we are disciples of God. And yeah. But that's what we struggle with. That's where we're at, man. We all and we putting out some bad representation right now. So that's why a lot of atheists, agnostics, stuff like that, they see us and like, 
Nah, I ain't rocking with y'all because y'all ain't about what y'all be talking about. Oh, just get along, man. Yeah. Y'all ain't about <laughs> what y'all be talking about. Yeah, so. bro. But that's that's where we're at, man. But there, there's hope, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Sure. We're about to wrap it up. We uh glad that we could be with y'all this week um, with everything. You know, just glad to have this discussion. Just kind of break it down a little bit more. No, it's gonna be long winded, but we ask you that you take the time just to listen to us and just hear our hearts and just mm-hmm. hear because this helps. I feel like these are gonna be some nuggets in here to help you understand uh, just kind of this whole phenomenon, this whole ordeal that just went out, went. It's been going on for so long. So, on that note, Mark, do you have any closing remarks? Some you want to lead the people with? Um, whatever, I'm gonna lead the floor open to you, and then we gonna go out. You know, that's it, man. Love God, love your neighbor, bro. Yeah, just ring it that simple, man. <laughs> simple. Just ring it that simple. That's simple. that's the concept me and Nate had grasped after mm-hmm. a while. You know, we was talking about we hadn't talked in so long ago that when that situation was popping off years For ago. Real. Yeah, yeah. We just both came to the yo. Just love God, love your neighbor, love God, love others, man. And mm-hmm. I wish we would have known it at the time. I know, bro. But we was just trying to be right. <laughs> For real, man. We were just trying to be right, man. Trying to be right. Trying to win, huh? Trying to be right, man. Trying to win. So, yeah. On that note, guys, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all, man. This is 808s and Narnia. And we will be back again. Like I said, we got something just planned for y'all. So, we pray that y'all just continue rocking with us, man. We thankful for y'all listening. We thankful for the time that y'all putting in, man. And we thankful to just be doing this. So, again... We out, and until next time.